You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Is everybody good? I'm good. It's good to be back, by the way. Been at Greenville campus for two weeks, and now I'm back all Christmas long. I can't wait. I love it all. I've been losing weight. I've been on a chocolate diet, and uh, if you hashtag chocolate diet, you'll find it somewhere. Somebody's trying, just letting you know. But uh, by the way, I need to I have a supplier. Uh, somebody else has one of those? Okay. Mine is, the, you know, the Buckeye peanut butter ball supplier. And so I know that this person is listening to me now. He's probably watching online. If you're watching online, I am out. And I have no problem with you bringing more. I do not have to even pray about it. Just throwing it out there. Well, we've been doing this thing called the missing piece. Uh, one of the things we, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to have peace in this wonderful world we live in right now. Isn't it just a wonderful place? Everything's going right. Everything's doing well. And uh, so we're trying to figure out how to do that. And, uh, but I always thought when we started this, I was thinking like, the, like a missing piece of the puzzle, like what's missing in our life kind of thing. And it's, both, it's the same thing. Uh, we talk about it. Jesus Christ is really the piece. If you know what you're doing with it, you know, when you know when you want to do with him, you can find it. And I think some of the things that we're dealing with is that, you know, God's just not answering our prayers fast enough, I'll be honest with you. Okay, I've been really put out with this for a long time, had a conversation with him, and he's just not answering our prayers fast enough. There's things that I want. Now, how many of you have been praying out, God sent me a million dollars? Is that a problem? Because I, you know, like, he, he's, got, he's got it, you know, but I haven't, he hadn't seen it yet, so I'm just kind of confused on why. So what, maybe if I could help you with why things aren't being answered the way you want them answered answer as fast as you want them. Would that would it be helpful? I have a thought as we walk into this. Uh, this thing we talk about is called Christmas. This is where we are, the Christmas season, my favorite time. Uh, you know, like all the seasons with chocolate, it's all my, Easter's my favorite too. I love it all. But I'm saying this is what happened. This is the first piece of the puzzle of the missing piece. So this was the first piece that happened, and we, it, this took a long time, by the way. This was not anything. We get to read it, but it took a long time. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. This has been going on for centuries. This, this scripture that is happening right now in Matthew and all those places, Matthew, Luke, and all that, it's happening uh, but it's been going on a long time because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus because he has saved his people from their sins. And this is a real big deal, saving you from your sins because that's how he thinks. Because I think sometimes we go through life, we go through day to day or week to week, and we think, well, maybe this is the way it works, and maybe that's the way it works. God has one thought. He's been having this one thought since the beginning of time, and it's you. You're the thought. So he's been working all these things and all these details for centuries so that you could be in this place at this moment, this time. And then we have a thought. We have a prayer. And we need God to answer. God, I'm going to give you a week. This is how we do. God, I'm going to give you a week, and I'm going to help you. 
That's just the way we are. If you don't answer my prayer in a week, I'm going to help you. So there's some things that you prayed that have not been answered. And this all took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. This has been said since Genesis that this was going to happen. I mean centuries. Thousands of years have happened. And here we are. We're celebrating it. But we got the benefit of just reading the Scripture. Think about this. The people who knew it was happening, but they were never going to see it. All the things that happened in the Old Testament, it was coming down. We got to do everything. What we got to do is get to Bethlehem, but we're not going to see it. I'm going to give my life, everything that I'm going to do in the Old Testament to move the Israelites and move the Jews toward Bethlehem, and I'm not going to see it. There were so many prayers they prayed that they never got to see. Not on this side. And that's a little hint of how God works. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And if you go to the Greek, you can go back with this, and they'll say, with us, God. It's almost like, it's like, really, he is here with us, God. So, but we do God with us, and we put it on Christmas cards, and we do all those things, and we say God answers prayer. He does. Uh, most of the time, if not all the time, it's not nearly as fast as you like it. Because you've been praying the same prayer forever, and it's pretty good prayer, I would think. Most of the time, your prayers are pretty good, right? And you say, well, God, this is just something you should answer. So when are you going to answer? I'm praying for my family. I'm praying for someone that needs to know Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm waiting. When is it going to happen? Well, his time is not yours. This is what you have to understand on how he thinks. So let me give you a clue, and we'll walk into it. So if I want to find out how God answers prayer and how God works, then I would do this. I would do, this is how I did it. I would look at past behavior will predict future behavior. So how does God behave over here? It's probably how he's going to behave over here because he has one thought. Remember? He has this one thought. His one thought is you. So the one thought's you, so I'm going to do the same things over here that I did over here. And the whole idea is that I need to know, I want everybody to know Jesus Christ because you're what matters. And then we're going to throw prayers up, and we're going to ask for things. And you're going to have to figure out what is he thinking. And that's what we're going to talk about. Is waiting in line for you? Let's just talk about the waiting part. Uh, Do you like waiting in lines? How many of you don't? I mean, it doesn't matter to you if you wait in line. Go ahead. Raise your hand. If you're watching online, we really don't have anybody in here. Uh, it's because we, have, we don't have any time to wait in line. Is that pretty much it? We're always in a hurry. And if your line is too long, what do you do? You leave. Like good Americans, we just walk out. We buy it at Amazon. They bring it to our door. What is wrong with us? That's how I shop, by the way. I know everybody, UPS, Federal Express, and, and Amazon people. I got to do all this stuff. Uh, is it no big deal to you? Is it a minor annoyance? I, don't th- I think it's a big deal, uh, a major irritation. I think it is. I think it is. You know that everybody is, you know, we don't, everybody's not working now, right now. So everything's like all the lines are long, and everybody's temper, everybody's got a temper, and everything's not at peace, and the world's just not working out like it's supposed to. And then you'll say, you know, what is wrong with our world? They said this in the 60s, for those of you who remember that. So they said the same thing in the 60s and the 70s. The world, this is worth, y'all said to me, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And, uh, and that would be like, yeah, 
It is. That's why Jesus showed up. Do you think it was, if he wasn't going to hell in the handbasket, why would Jesus, why would he even come? This is what I'm trying to tell you. And so we're praying these prayers like, God, you know, you need to fix this. Well, he did. It's called the baby and the son and the crucifixion and the resurrection. So he fixed it, what he could on this side. But it's very frustrating when you pray for something and you haven't gotten it. Because you have prayed for that million dollars and you have already told God what you would do with it, correct? You're going to give some to the church. I love that part. And you're going to help the homeless by buying you a new car to take food to them. This is how we work. So some prayers, like you, some of you pray in the fifth grade, Lord, I really want to marry that girl when I grow up. And aren't you glad you didn't get that one answered? So I'm just saying, some things he's going to answer. What does he answer and what is he looking for? So we have to think about that. This waiting thing, uh, Christmas for kids, is, is terrible, is it not? And the parents, y'all just, keep, y'all just wear it out, don't you? I'll never forget. Oh, I got to tell you this. I didn't, I didn't tell this last service. Y'all get a bonus. Um, Santa called Faith when she was a kid. She called Faith. He called Faith. And she got on the phone, and we say, it's Santa. It's Santa. She gets on the phone with Santa. She said, I've been bad, and hung up the phone. <laughs> that was a true statement, by the way. But I'm just saying, as a child, you have these presents, these things you're looking for. I got a horse for Christmas one time. Uh, that was a big deal. I didn't know I was getting that, though. But there's things that you just can't sleep, because we don't like to wait. We want it now. Brian would cheat. My brother Brian would cheat. He would go look at all his presents before Christmas morning, go back to bed and sleep in. Never did figure that out. Yeah, but that's just what happened. And he never told me until he was older. So anyway, I'm not mad about it, okay? I'm not. Prayers, waiting. One of the worst feelings is to, what, having to wait? That's the one of the worst things we have to do is have to wait on something. It is what it is, especially when you have to wait on God. It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Because you know you're praying a good prayer. You've said the things, this miracle you're looking for, this job you're looking for, God fix my marriage, God fix my roommate, God fix people at work. It's almost like everybody needs to be fixed but you. Isn't that amazing? We don't pray God fix me. It's always the other people that are wrong. So we have to think about this as we walk into this, uh, having to wait on God. Why isn't God answering our prayers when we want him to? There is a thought by the past behavior and future behavior, there's something that happens that he does that how he works it. And you'd be really nice to know because it can give you some kind of peace with this. If you could understand that you prayed a prayer and God's heard your prayer and God's working on your prayer, but here's the thought you have to have. Is it really necessary that you see it answered in your lifetime? That's That's the problem, isn't it? We have prayers in the 1800s that have been prayed are now just happening. And you say, that just blew your mind. Because you're not dealing, you know, we're dealing with beginning and end. He can, he's at 30,000 feet. Fly with me. Put your wings on and come on up here and look around. He can see the beginning and end. So he knows what's happened. So you pray a prayer over here in the 1800s and you say, well, that really, that works best here. Because what is he trying to do? Here's the thought. He's trying to reach people. Where does it fit best? Is it best for not just you, and here's where you get in trouble, but does it fit for all? Because I'm trying to reach 
all. And who does that? You do it. You're the one that makes the kingdom work. You're, you're the prayers that make the kingdom move. You serve. You give. Those are things happen. So is it possible that some of your prayers will not be answered in your lifetime, and will you be okay with that? Is it possible that you prayed for your, your sister, your loved one, whatever it is, who it is, you prayed for them to find Jesus Christ, but you may not see it. Is that okay? There's where your peace comes from. Because I don't know if it's okay. Because I want to see it now. And it's hard. How long do we have to wait? This is, the, this is how God works. So God's not in a hurry. Does everybody understand this? You are in a big hurry, and you want it now, but he's not. This whole thing, when it came to Jesus Christ, started back in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 3, the seed of a woman will cru- crush serpent's head. The cru- will crush the serpent's head, which is the snake's head, which is talking about Satan himself. He said, this, this is going to change everything. But it started all the way back in Genesis, and now we've got to wait centuries on this. Got to wait thousands upon thousands, whatever, for this thing to happen. And then we go 700 years. I don't even know. I don't even know if I wanted to know if it's going to be seven here. Do you want to know? Or, you know, 700 years from now, do you, I mean, you're going to pray a prayer? Are you going to say something? This is really interesting on how he works and how we think. So here's what he did. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. 700 years before he was born. Now, here's the thing. Everything in the Old Testament were, was working for one thing. Get the baby to Bethlehem. That's it. That's how he thinks. Mankind's number one. What he's got to do first is get Jesus there. Jesus got to be born. Jesus got to die. Jesus raised from the dead. Then you get to choose. That's what he's, that's what he's thinking. And now that we're past the resurrection, now here we are. So what are we thinking? You see, my job is to do everything I can to get people to accept Jesus Christ because that's how God thinks. My prayers, how are they working? You know, do I need a new four-wheeler for Christmas? Well, I'm praying, yeah, of course. That's going to help move the kingdom, my kingdom, but it'll be nice. But you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we just pray things that really just, like, I mean, I'm wondering if he's thinking, like, really? Is that what you, is that, after all I've done for you, <laughs> you just want a four-wheeler. I mean, I don't think that's, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not wrong to have any things. I'm just trying to get you to think like he's thinking in this whole process. Sometimes our prayers won't be answered because we're praying for things that really doesn't fit in the whole thing that he's trying to do. And sometimes you get the next week you get your answered prayer. That's the ones you like. So you have to think, while you were waiting, God is working. So you have a prayer. Let me do a prayer and I'll show you what's going on. So God is working all the time while you're not, not, you're not paying attention, but he's working and he, you're not hearing from him and things are not working like you think they're going to work. But all of a sudden you say, I, I want my brother to know Jesus Christ. I pray, actually prayed this prayer for my older brother. I want you to know Jesus Christ, okay? So he's working, I'm waiting, and I'm thinking in my head, is this ever going to happen? Is this ever going to happen? But what has to happen is all the pieces have to be moved around. If he's not going to listen to me, and he's not going to find Jesus Christ with me, then how does it work? Let him him work it. So God begins to move the pieces and moves people around. And he moves my brother into Seneca, South Carolina. He moves him to Seneca, South Carolina. He finds people he knows down there. They happen to be going to a church. 
Yes, we started church. We started Marathon in 1997. He's not here. He wasn't going to come listen to his little brother. Are you serious? He wasn't going to do that. He moves to Seneca, South Carolina. He ends up in one of the churches that we actually started. We actually started Foothills Community Church. He actually moved into, he started going there because friends knew him. He accepts Christ at Foothills Community Church, a prayer that was prayed 40 years ago. While you're waiting, he's working. Did I think I'd ever see it? Well, no, of course not. I wanted to smack him. That's how we want to get him to Jesus. Isn't that how we do it? I will not, I won't smack you. I know it's the best thing. You know Jesus Christ is the best thing for you. This is how, this is, this is how your brothers work. You know, this is, Jesus is the best thing. Get him in your life. Well, I'm going to knock you down. That's how we think. God has a plan. You understand? You just pray to prayer, prayer. Let him work it. Let him do it. Just because God feels solid doesn't mean God is absent. He was in the process the whole time. Why? Because the prayer works. I pray to prayer that God wants to answer. Do you understand how that works? He wants people to find Jesus Christ. He wants somebody to be paying attention to people around them. Some of you will get a miracle in your life because he needs you to be here. Some of you will get a miracle. You'll probably, God need a miracle. Yeah, he wants you to hang around. He really does. He'll, so you'll get, you may have cancer, he may heal you of cancer and you get to hang around some more. So then you have to ask the question, what do I do with this miracle I just got? We'll talk about that. But you got to know how he's thinking and why you're here. Just breathing and working and paying bills is not why you're here. Is everybody, doesn't that feel a little bit better? All right. While you were waiting, God is working. God's timing is different from ours. He never does anything that I, on the this time scale that I tell him to. Do you understand? I always say, God, you need to do it now. That, is, that would work every time with him. Just go to him and say, God, this is a good prayer. Do it right now. That will be wonderful. You won't get anywhere with that. God's thinking is different from ours. You're thinking I need a four-wheeler. God's thinking bigger than that. God's thinking, why you want a four-wheeler now? Maybe if we put the four-wheeler over here, you understand why I gave it to you. It wasn't just for you. None of this stuff is just for us. Your miracles, your prayers, where you live, where you work, all this is not just for us. There's a bigger thing in play. At 30,000 feet, there's a bigger thing in play. God's ways are different from ours. His ways, he doesn't think like us. His past and future behaviors, that you can always follow him through the scripture. He doesn't think like us. We think very small. We only see what's in front of us. He sees everything from 30,000 feet from beginning to end and how everything fits into the history. 1800s, 1900s, all the way back to the first century. How did this whole thing fit in? This is what he's thinking when you're praying. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's, I mean, this is an easy verse, really. Neither your ways are my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, the views are different. I put that in there. So I'm seeing things. If you've ever been in a plane, you look down on the ground, you know that it doesn't look the same. It doesn't look the same. What you think is a highway is not a highway at all. But he sees from beginning to end. And you're in the process. You're in the middle because you're in the living spot you're here now breathing and living, and so you're in this thing, in this place right now, and you matter about what you do and what you pray. And some of your prayers are never going to be answered in this lifetime. I'm shocked that I've got to see as much 
you know, prayers answered at Marathon in my lifetime and the things that we got to do. It's a little bit shocking because I know how he thinks. The future, how does that work? What is he looking for? So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are not our thoughts more than your thoughts. You have to think about this. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts? So I'm not thinking like you. I'm not seeing things like you. and not answering prayers like you think they should be answered. And so I had to step back for this because I, wanted, I want things to happen now. I pray for things to happen now. It makes sense for me. We, we've always talked about this. Brian and I have talked about this with reaching people. We have these great ideas. You know, I don't know why God wouldn't do that. I don't know why he just wouldn't do that. Why don't God give Marathon a million dollars? You know, what, what are two million? Why don't we just keep going? Just whatever you want. I'm just saying to you, is it in what he's trying to do when it comes to reaching people? This is what happened, but when the, time, when the set time had fully come, there's a time for everything, and this is what happened when Jesus Christ was born. There was a set time, and how did we get there? God sent his son born of a woman under the law to redeem those under the law that we have received adoption to sonship. So he's going to take us all in. Red, yellow, black, and white, they're all precious in his sight. Every bit of us. So he's taking us in. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, so you're no longer a slave. In other words, a slave, he was trying to say, you know what I'm doing now. We didn't tell slaves what we were doing, so you're not a slave. Now you know what we're doing. We're, we're going to get everybody in the family of God. That's my thought. This is why he's being born. But God's child, and since you're his child, God has made you also an heir. So everything Jesus Christ has, this is an amazing verse for us and what we hear and what we see. But when the time was right, but when the fullness of time had come, different translations, and then it says when the time was fully pregnant in the Greek. So when this time was fully pregnant, I've never been pregnant, so I can't tell you anything. But I do know you can't make the baby come faster or you can't stop it when it happens. So when the baby's coming, the baby's coming. And you better be ready. And this is what he was saying. This was it. This time had come. It was fully time for this to happen. And so when God, when God is looking out and paying attention to what's going on from beginning to end, and you're in this, somewhere in here, your prayers that have been thrown, have been going to God, somewhere in there, does he answer sometimes? Yes, he does. Does he answer quickly? Sometimes he does. does do people get a miracle? Well, yes. Are they healed? Yes. You know, you're praying, my marriage is this, my marriage is that. God help me. Does he do that sometimes? Yes. It happens. But in the scheme of the whole thing, you have to remember what he's thinking. He's thinking people, and you're people that are going to move people. And that's the only way it works in the whole scheme. So you need to think. So what was he doing? Let me do this. I'll hurry real quick. So what was he doing? So we have this 400 years of silence. Can you imagine God not speaking for 400 years? Some of you think, well, that's what it feels like right now. I understand. Just hang on. Just send me a memo, God, anything. Just let me know you're listening. So in this 400 years, the baby, there's nobody speaking. Nothing has happened from Malachi to Matthew. So if you're not paying, you don't know the scriptures, it's in between. Nothing has happened in 400 years. So here's what's got to happen. Remember what we're doing? Remember what we're doing? His number one plan right now is to get Jesus Christ to Bethlehem. We got to figure it out. 
So in those 400 years where nobody, he was talking to nobody, he was working. See, here's what he did. Here's what happened, so you need to know. Alexander the Great conquered the world, the known world at that time. What does that mean? It means for the first time in history, there was a common language that was going out with everybody, a common language. Koine Greek was the words. It was a Greek. Just do Greek. Don't do the other thing. But everybody was speaking Greek. Why do we need everybody to speak the same language? So we could tell everybody what was coming. Do you understand what he's up to? So he's thinking like this. I got to get everybody speaking the same language so that you can tell people that Jesus Christ is born in Bethlehem. So the next thing is the Old Testament was translated to Greek. It was always in Hebrew. Nobody could read it. So they translated it into Greek. Why did they do that? So everybody could read it. You know what we did? We went from Greek to King James. Anybody heard of King James Bible? So we went from Greek to King James Bible. And then we went from King James. We went from the original Greek to New International Version. Now there's all kinds of versions where people like us can read. And this is what was happening. Why do we need to do that? Because everybody needs to know that the baby's on the way. You see what was happening? So then he goes over here and the Romans conquered the Greeks. What does that do? Well, the Romans, are, for the first time in history, they didn't have to fight anybody. You know, they love fighting. So what did they do? Watch what they did. They made roads and highways and transportation. Now everybody could move around. So what did that mean? That meant the word of the baby being born in Bethlehem can travel and can be heard throughout the world in the same language. Do you understand what he was doing in those 400 years of silence? And we're not done. We got one more thing. He decided to take all the Jews out of one place and put them all over the world. You know why he did that? Because they knew. The Jews knew what was coming. Do you know that? They knew. So in those 400 years when nobody thought he was doing anything, that's what he was doing. He was getting ready for the baby to be born in Bethlehem so that you could be in these seats in 2021. Did you know that? That's what he did. And he's still doing it. I can tell you some more stuff in just a moment. God's delays are not necessarily God's denials. So I pray this. He's not going to give me the answer to prayer. Hold on a minute. You don't know. Timing is everything with him, and people are everything with him. So if you put those two together, you need to be patient with what's going on. Will you get your answer prayer? You might get it while you live. You might. Isn't that it? That's the one we want, isn't it? What's <laughs> it like? I want my four-wheeler before I die. That'd be really good. You know, but then all of a sudden, after I die, I get a, my four-wheeler shows up. You know, I know that sounds a little crazy, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying there's things that we pray that may not be seen my mother never saw all of this happening for her children. But her prayers were there, and I found them in her Bible. But she's not here. She's in heaven. The prayers keep going. You have to know that. Two things may cause some of the things, the delays for you. Uh, the timing with him. Remember, he's 30,000 feet looking down. How does this prayer you just answer with this not only affect you, will it affect other people? That's how I think. Do everybody understand that? So when I'm asking for something, and I'm praying for something, not only about you, but it's going to affect other people. 
And maybe you're not ready with it, ready for it. What would, okay, so you prayed if you want a million dollars and tomorrow you get it. What are you going to do? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Here's what I would tell you. Uh, don't waste the waiting. Prepare as if it's already happening. So if you're going to get, you've asked for a million dollars, then you need to go ahead and figure out how you're going to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I know that's, you know, low-level thinking, I guess, a million dollars. But I'm telling you, if you're praying for something, if you're praying for a miracle, so, and God's going to heal you of cancer, so what does that look like beyond that? Maybe you don't know. That's why you haven't gotten it yet. I don't know. But it's, it's how he thinks. It's not just about you. And I said, I talked about this. Are you ready for it? And if you got it tomorrow, what would you do with it? That would be a thought. But here's why I think God delays. This is the verse that God delays. This is why. Now, I've told you the whole time. He said, Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. <laughs> he said, it feels pretty slow. But watch this. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance repentance and have everlasting life, John 3, 16. I, always had, I heard this so much when I was growing up. I better hurry. I heard this when I was growing up, um, and you may have heard too. The thing for us with Jesus is coming back. Every, every week I go to church, Jesus is coming back. And every, every, like big, every big year or something, Jesus is coming back. Well, he never did. You know, and somebody asked him, when do you think Jesus is coming back? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is he coming back? Well, yes. Will he come in our lifetime? I don't think so, to be honest with you. I don't think so because I don't think everything's ready. Listen very carefully. And because of that last verse I just showed you that he didn't want anybody to perish, he's going to take his time. Is it okay for him to take his time so that all the people that need to find Jesus Christ can find Jesus Christ? That's how you need to be thinking. When you have prayers, when you do life, when you do these things, that is how we should be thinking. That's why he waits. You know, you look at our world, this world, this world cannot get any worse. It certainly can. This is, this is not heaven. This is not heaven. So this is the part where we find the peace. This is the part. And we understand that God's going to answer prayers and look at things in a different way that we look at them so that people can find him. And so in so many of my prayers, I got a little like, okay, I might not see this one. I may not see it. You know, are you with me on that? I just may not see it. I'm surprised when we had the Greenville campus that just came online. You know, we, we, we started that in 2018. We wanted God to do something with the Greenville campus, with a campus in 2022, and that starts next month. And then COVID hit. You know what I'm saying? COVID hit and things went sideways. Elections went everywhere and everybody's screaming at everybody. And like nobody's at church. And everybody's trying to figure out to wear a mask, not wear a mask. Who's got a shot? They don't have a shot. Uh, and I just wonder if it disturbed God and it did not. <laughs> he plans the same. Plans the same. And then all of a sudden, all those pieces that we didn't know about all around us came together at one time, and now we're going to have a Greenville campus. You see how this kind of works? And then I'm thinking, what's going to happen 
next year and the next year and next year, and I'm trying to figure out how long I got to live and what can I do with what I have left in order to either start more campuses or reach more people. That's a prayer we need to be praying, and you need to be praying that in your life. So y'all stand with me. I got some stuff in a minute. Uh, Let's do this. I don't know where you are with God as far as, like, if you've been praying things and timing and issues, but he, just because he's silent doesn't mean he's absent. You need to let him do his thing and let him work. All around your marriages, all around your jobs, your family, everything. I was lucky to see my brother accept Christ in my lifetime. I was just lucky. But he does stuff like that. So remember that as you pray. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for what you're doing here. Thank you for the answered prayers, and we understand a little bit more about what you're doing. So, Father, give us peace and give us joy in a world that's hard to have joy. But with you, we can have it anytime and anywhere, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Okay. You know, when I have something to tell, I just want to scream, and I'm trying to get through, you know, so I'm going to scream in a minute. So, uh, if you wasn't here last week, we had a, I had a video. Uh, actually, people watching online got, got to saw it. If you didn't see it, it's going to be there again. Greenville campus watching, all that's there. So, I'm going to show you a video, and then when it's done, I'm going to bring me and Reggie coming back here out, and I'm going to tell you what happened. So, watch this. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.